Welcome to another episode of Quilt Buzz, the podcast featuring your favorite folks from across the quiltiverse. I'm Amanda of Broadcloth Studio, and I'm joined by Anna of Wax and Wayne Studio. Hi, everyone. Wendy, the weekend quilter. Hey. And our special guest, Elise of Elise Beck. Hi. Now, before we jump into all our quilty questions today, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, Elise? I'm a quilter pattern designer, and I teach English paper PC and uh, quilt pattern design using Adobe Illustrator. And where are you? Where are you based? I'm in Southern California. Oh, nice. Your Instagram handle is fairly self-explanatory, so mm-hmm. I think we're just going to jump into asking, how did you get into EPP? <laughs> I actually um, found uh, Instagram one day, looking at iPhone apps, and then. Like for some reason, some type of quilty picture came up and then I saw hexagons. I was like, oh my God, what is that? <laughs> I have to try it. And then that's just what sucked me in hexagons. And then I started making half inch hexagons and it's been downhill from there. <laughs> half Did you, wow. Yeah, half inch. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it got me hooked, the size and just like, oh, that looks really intricate, but it was still easy, right? So I was like, oh, I can try this. But that was my first foray into quilting. Wait, you so would you never, st- yeah, go for it. Wendy. Okay, so, so you started off with half inch hex guns. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Mind blown. <laughs> <laughs> They're not as bad as they look. They're actually really, really manageable. Yeah. Yeah. Had you grown up sewing or? Uh, yeah. I'm actually from a fashion design background. So oh. I used to design garments. So quilting is, I mean, not easier, but it's more straightforward than designing garments. So it's like, Mm. oh, this is cool. I can do this. (laughs) I'm guessing because you you don't need a factor in like fitting and like the sizing. Exactly. Um, Yeah. Do you find that your fashion background influences how you approach quilting? I just, I guess I get a lot of inspiration from everywhere, you know, even the runways. It's really fun to see some of the high-end designers, they're starting to incorporate quilting. It looks funky. I wouldn't wear it, but it's interesting <laughs> that they're seeking, in, uh, you know, that they're seeing inspiration from the quilting industry as well, right? The patchwork mm-hmm. industry. And then it's like, oh, it's like ni- nice meshing of the two. So, I mean, <laughs> it's not just looking at fashion, I guess, but just looking everywhere for inspiration. That's fun. What is your, do you have a favorite designer? Oh, no. I th- I like them all. And then some seasons, I hate them all. It's like, what are you thinking? <laughs> like, oh, ew. <laughs> but I think color is the most, you know, one thing that we can really, um, I guess everyone can really um, translate into both quilting and fashion. Because, mm-hmm. you know, they have different color trends. It's always nice to incorporate both. Do you still work in the fashion industry? No, not even. Now I'm stuck into English paper piecing and that's all I do all day. <laughs> Is there going to be like an APP garment one day? You know what? I did a quilt top with uh, AGF's Americana collection. And I was like, mm. I was draping it on a dress form. And I put up a picture and asked people, should I make this into a dress? And people are like, oh my God, turn it into a dress. I was like, no, <laughs> maybe I should. Maybe there's something going on here, right? But I never did. But I think EPP dress, that would be maybe a top. Because EPP dress would mm. take for 
for take for yeah. too long. Yeah. yeah. And, and EPP nice bikini. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, you know those like, crochet bikini tops? You can get three inch bikini tops. No, Amanda, please do not make that happen. Why did you even suggest that? That's like a fashion suicide. I, listen, I, I have no shame when it comes to fashion because I have none. So please do not rock that. Like, sorry. Wendy, I our next you. New York date. I'm doing it. Oh, yeah. Get ready for my stomach, which has never seen the light of day. <laughs> Next minute, I see you at it's Central so, Park. Yeah, exactly. I see you at Central Park with those other people <laughs> that think the grass is the beach, but it ain't the beach. <laughs> no. So if someone wanted to make their own EPP bikini, uh-huh. would your EPP Sorry. Academy help? <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Let me put that out into the universe because I never, someone's going to do it. And I, I, don't, do I really it. don't want them to rock it out. Yes. <laughs> so when did you actually start EPP? Like what year? I think it was maybe like six, six, six years ago now. I keep losing track. So I had to look at my Instagram. When was my first EPP post? I think it was around six years ago-ish. Yeah, I would say mm. six years. And did you teach yourself? You mentioned that you discovered EPP through Instagram. So did mm-hmm. you teach yourself using like YouTube or was there a book that you really referenced? Google. I had to Google everything. It's like no one was teaching every, anything in like order. And so you find things here and there like, oh, base this way, base that way. Oh, glue basting. No, no, no. Thread basting is the only way to us. Like, oh, what do I do? What do I do? <laughs> you know, because everyone's telling you different things. And they're, first, uh, first, you know, it, there seemed to be like these hard, fast rules, right? And so it's intimidating and you don't want to post the wrong thing and people are like, oh, no, 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 you're doing it the wrong way, you know? But then, you know, the more you get into it, you experiment, learn the rules, then break the rules, right? Mm-hmm. So that kind of ethos of, you know, learning the rules to be able to break them. Right. Is that something that you brought to when you were creating your EPP Academy? Mm-hmm. So I tell them just... Look at what we're doing. If it doesn't work for you, try what works for you, right? So I, I never want to tell anyone, oh, glue basting is the only way to go. If you thread base, I can't be friends with you, you know? <laughs> like I say, try both. See which one you like better. Some shapes, it's easier to glue base just because it's hard to thread base them. And some shapes, you can do both ways. You might run out of glue one day. Then it's so good to know that you can thread base, right? So I'm all, you know, open and I tell them, experiment and try what you like and I'm not gonna be like oh I'm the quilt police no 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 (laughs) you do you that's yes 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 (laughs) yes yes. so could you um so you mentioned that you have an EPP academy so could you tell us what could we expect and um or I guess you kind of answered the question what inspired (laughs) to create the program (laughs) um but yeah tell us what 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 could we expect in the um, I wanted yeah I wanted to have a program where it would take you through in a linear fashion. So, so you would go from basics, what kind of supplies do you need? What are the essentials? And what do you not really need, but it's nice to have? Like pretty scissors, you know, we all start a scissor collection, but you don't need them all, right? But it's nice <laughs> to have. So I tell them from supplies to fabric, what type of templates to use? Do you need to use templates? Do you not need to use templates? And and then I provide all the downloads for the shapes so they can learn and they can just print it from home and they don't have to 
scour the internet to try to find the temp paper templates to order. So having a printer is good and a pair of paper scissors and that way they can, you know, experiment with all the shapes and see if they like it. And if they don't like it, they don't have to use it again. You know, I think you're selling it to me right now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you, you had Wendy at pretty scissors. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and she just got a printer. So she's, I know. Right. I have oh, a printer. Okay. Finally. <laughs> Um, is do you have a mix of video and um, you know written content for throughout the academy? All, yeah, all short video lessons, so they can actually see from their point of view. You know how YouTube used to be, where even when if you're learning crochet or something, you would see it from the viewer's point of view, right? And you're like, mm -hmm. do I stitch left or right? What do I do? So I wanted to make sure that all my videos were from the viewer's point of view, so they're overhead, so they can follow along literally. As I'm doing a stitch, they can do it too. I think that's the easiest way to learn. Yeah. Rather than written yeah. explanation, take the thread, pull it through, and like pull it back again. It's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> as part of the academy, do you mm -hmm. also offer like um, not coaching services, but like one-on-ones um, or membership meetups or things like that? We do uh, Zoom a lot. I do weekly live Q&A calls. So we oh, wow. try to switch up between Facebook and Zoom calls. And that's why I was saying I enjoy the Zoom calls because I actually get to see their faces. And then I ask them, what are you working on? You know, and they get to show their little projects. And it's fun, I think, versus me just sitting and doing a Facebook live and answering questions. Yep. I feel like it's a one-way conversation because there's such a lag. And you, you ask like, mm. okay, I answered this question. What's next? And you sit there for 30 seconds. They're like, oh, okay, well, the next question came through, you know? Versus Zoom, it's like back and forth conversation like this, which I really enjoy. And then with the Academy, how long is the program? Is it a few weeks? Eight um, weeks. Okay. Yeah. So we really suck you into EPP. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and is everyone working on the same project? Um, so I have uh, different templates. They get assignments. Uh, actually, my beta students that went through the first rendition of the program, they were like, we want assignments. I was like, oh, you do? <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll make assignments. <laughs> I guess it made them, you know, it made it easier for them to have a goal for each lesson, mm. right? Like I need to complete these shapes before the end of this module, before we move into the next. And I was like, okay, I can work with that. So now they have assignments to finish every week. <laughs> do you grade them? Do you give them oh, gold no. stars? Oh, no. They all do awesome. They're all doing really great. Yeah, I love it. No, <laughs> no failures yet? Are you just saying that? It's all A pluses here. <laughs> so in addition to EPP Academy, you also mm -hmm. have a block club. Um, how often do you release a new block? And can you tell us a little bit more about that? So the EPP Quilt Block Club, you guys know with the pandemic, it was so hard to order stuff online or even get it on time, right? And I hmm. think I have the I had the most patient customers. I was feeling bad because their orders were taking three months to get to them. And wow. you could see how it traveled back and forth in the U.S. You're like, yep. it's taking the scenic tour or something. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> so that's why I wanted the um, EPP Quilt Block Club where they could download their templates, monthly blocks, and then work on them and not have to depend on our wonderful delivery system. <laughs> <laughs> so when you're working on a new EPP pattern, like how do you, can you kind of walk us through your design process and how you approach it? I open Adobe Illustrator and then I start <laughs> to draw a shape. I'm like, oh my God, these fit together. All right, let's build on it. And then I just sit there and then 
whole day goes by and sitting in the dark like oh my god what am i doing i need to go eat <laughs> but it's Sounds addicting like yeah it's addicting once you you know get clicking away and you're drawing and drawing it's like oh i can work with this <laughs> but yeah adobe illustrator for me and do you go in with like knowing that you there's a specific shape you want to explore that time or like you mentioned that you get inspiration from a bunch of different places mm-hmm yeah, usually, yeah, I'll have some kind of shape in mind and then I'll go in and start drawing and like, oh, no, not that. And then you end up tweaking. And, you know, I don't know, you you work in the workspace, right? And then you put shapes to the side and sometimes they overlap and then you look over. It's like, oh, that's a pretty design. <laughs> Squirrel, <laughs> let me go work on that a little bit, you know? <laughs> so that's usually what happens. And it was Hexies that first drew your attention. Do you primarily... Yes with with hexagons still or do you work with other shapes as well other shapes too yeah yeah mm-hmm. do you have I, is hexi still your favorite because you know you can sub cut the hexagons in so many shapes and it still just snaps together into a hexagon you know so yeah hexagon's still a favorite for sure but i'm, I'm really into curved shapes love oh. love love curved shapes what kind in particular well i designed a lot of flower shapes <laughs> i don't know if you see my instagram feed it's I'm like oh yeah maybe i'm making too many epp flowers but there can never be too many flowers right so i end up yeah designing more and more flower shapes and i really enjoy those with curves yeah so you also offer acrylic templates in your shop so when and how do you use acrylic templates while EPPing? I use them when I trace uh, my shapes on fabric and I like a quarter inch seam allowance. All my acrylic templates have a quarter inch seam allowance because I like these seam allowance to be clean on my, on the back of my EPP shapes. I don't know, like some people, they're okay with just like folding a random shape of fabric around a piece of paper and be like, I'm good, but it just like, (laughs) gives me hives. I want to go in and trim it for them, you know? I do like cleaner. So like when you flip it over, it looks really neat on the pack too. Plus it helps if you want to hand quilt it in the end to kind of just follow along with the, where the seam allowance is folded on the front. And it's not like five layers of fabric you have to hand quilt through. And you can just hand quilt right next to where the seam allowance is going. You get perfect little stitch lines. Okay, you don't want to see any of my EVP projects. <laughs> they're, pretty jagged. they're pretty jagged. So, <laughs> With your acrylic templates, do you have both the um, one with the seam allowance included and then one without so you can, you know, where to place it? Or like I've seen applique templates like that. Uh-huh. So I was wondering oh, if you use just, the same. Yeah, I haven't, no one's requested the shapes without seam allowance, but people have requested three eighths in seam allowance, which is really, really easy for me to, yeah. And I'm like, okay, fine, I can do that. Is hmm. it, why would someone want a little bit bigger of a seam allowance? They, uh, I, well, I mean, yeah. in general, it's easier to have a bigger seam allowance because even if your fabric shifts a little bit as you're basting it, you're still okay. Whereas a quarter inch, you have to be a little more precise because you don't want it to shift one eighth one way and then you have little one eighth sliver on the other end that you're trying to paste over. So three eighth inch is good for beginners, I think. And a lot of people prefer three eighths. And for bigger shapes, I would go three eighths too, just to be safe. Yeah. But in general, quarter inch is fine, I think. Do you have a secret to when you're basting, um, like how to make sure that your shape doesn't shift around? 
put a little glue and slap it on the fabric. <laughs> Just like in the middle? Yes. Little dot? Okay. Yeah, on the paper. Yeah, that way it doesn't shift. It's yeah. going to wash out anyways, you know. <laughs> <laughs> mm, and then like when you're using the acrylic template, mm-hmm. what's your advice in terms of getting the fold like exactly quarter inch or three-eighths of an inch? Because you don't exactly have that piece of paper there to, I guess, as a guide for mm-hmm. you. In that Eyeball instant. it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Do you ever use, I have like... I have a quarter inch stick. Uh huh. Do people use those in EPP or is this like not really really yeah. old school? I'm just gonna put yeah. that wait, back. Wait, wait, why I do you have a quarter that. inch? Yeah, what is that? Yeah, because so this is a quarter inch, just literally a quarter inch cube of um, it's about what seven inches long. And um, so when I first started hand sewing, I would cut out, I cut out all my templates with the seam allowance, and then in mm-hmm. order to mark my lines for where the piece edges were. I would put this on the edge and trace in the middle. So I had, that's how I would hand piece. Interesting. Yeah, Yeah, I know. Have you seen the hollowed out EPP templates too? They look like a window. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Those are really useful if you want to still trace the inside where your actual paper shape fits. And then you would trace outside to cut the fabric. That's actually, I realize I just lied about how I'd use this. It's because it's been a little while. I would trace. I would trace the seat where the seam was, the seam lines, and then I'd add this on the edges, and that would be mm-hmm. my quarter inch seam allowance. Mm-hmm. That's how I'd cut it because I yeah. was cutting each individually. Yeah, mm-hmm. nice. So like like those ones with the middle. I like yeah. that idea of the yeah. EPP because that's. I think I, I would stress out about getting it perfectly centered. Yeah, like, so that would be you my want, yeah. moment. Yeah, you want the window <laughs> templates. I want the window templates. Yes. <laughs> um, so going back to like the templates where you trace with the acrylic. Um, so then what happens when you're basting? Do you then thread based or, or like do you glue or thread based on that instance? I probably like 99% just glue based now. I started thread basting. So that's why I say it's always good to know both methods. Right. But like especially when you start designing, like you want to get to the sewing the shapes and testing if it all fits uh-huh. and thread basting. It's just like, oh my gosh, it's taking too long. <laughs> Let me just glue baste this and it's much faster, right? Mm. So that's what I end up doing. We see that some EPPers uh, really put pre-cuts to work. Do you have a favorite pre-cut? Fat quarters. That way you get a lot of variation out of it. And if there's a repeat, you get a few versus smaller cuts. You can't get the repeat that you might want to... Um used for fuzzy cutting yeah okay so fat quarter is the smallest i would go but i would i would prefer half yard if possible <laughs> or send me a yard <laughs> just give me the whole bolt yeah. <laughs> may as well just send me the whole store like give it to me <laughs> so what are your three top tips for someone that's starting epp learn the rules Try the rules and break the rules. <laughs> and sign up for your academy. Yes. I mean, really just experiment and have fun. And then don't listen to people that say you can do, you can only do things one way or the other way. Try what makes you happy, you know. What's a great, what pattern would you recommend people start with if they were on your shop? Mm, I wouldn't start with the pattern even. I would just do hexagons. Maybe a grandmother's okay. flower garden. That would be easy. 
start with hexagons and just learn how the shapes snap together and just working in rounds. I think that's a good beginning. It's a good pattern. Tip. Yeah. And for actually going back to your academy, for someone that wants to join, can they, like, are they able to join midway and still, or no? No. Do you have a timed we, entry? Yeah. Do you yeah. Have- we closed the doors Friday for this uh, last round that was open. And then we just started today. Woohoo. And then um, we're, we're going to go for eight weeks. And then I'll probably take a couple of weeks off. And then I might open it again this year. Not decided yet. But if I do, then. I'll announce it. And is there like a maximum number of signups each time you open the doors? Everybody's welcome. <laughs> yeah. Cool. I mean, because it's, yeah, because it's an online class, it's not going to be a limited seating, which is nice too. And there's everyone from different time zones. And because the videos are recorded, they can just go in and log in whenever it's convenient for them and ah. try to catch me on the live or even send me questions if they can't. Because everyone, you know, has life stuff happen, you know, all the time. Yeah. So in addition to EPP, we mm-hmm. also see that you cross stitch. Um, <laughs> we do our we do some pretty heavy duty stuff. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> but I feel like you're you're pretty open about your cross stitch love, so it, it wasn't that hard to dig that up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> did you start with EPT or cross stitch? You know, that was my first major cross-stitching project and I just happened to do it because Fat Photoshop reached out and they're like hey you want to participate in the stitch along I was like yes I would because it's a uh, uh, I'll have I have the book here for you too it's from this book by Bonnie and Camille oh so it's based off of this sampler quilt pattern and then they turned it into a cross-stitch pattern I was like I can do that and give me a little break from EPP try something new and it was really fun to make too and very addicting. So if you haven't started, if you start, I warned you. <laughs> what, what kind of thread do you use? I used uh, Ori fill thread, Ori floss. Oh, yeah. yeah. Good. I asked, yeah, I told Ori fill, hey, I'm going to do this stitch along with Fat Core Shop. And I'm an Ori fill artisan. I'm like, can you send me thread? They're like, yeah. So they sent all the thread for me. And they were really helpful in translating the colors too because Fat Photoshop oh, nice. didn't have it on their site. So um, Hillary, Hil- by Hillary, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, she helped me translate all the colors. I was like, yes, let's do this. Nice. <laughs> so but you said this is, that was your first big cross-stitch project, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So do you find that there is an overlap in the reasons you enjoy cross-stitch and EPP? Do they fill different creative needs for you? I like that they're both portable. Like you're not stuck at the sewing machine or something like that. And like you just do, you know, a little piece like 10 stitches. Well, I'm a liar. Like do not stop after 10 <laughs> stitches. Like, oh my God, I can finish this whole section. And three hours later, I can do it. <laughs> it's so addicting. I'm serious. But yeah, I, I really loved it that I could just sit in the living room or sit on my bed, sit by the kitchen oh. table everywhere just to stitch away a little bit at a time. Yeah. She's like, she's crazy. Yes, I am. You get it. But even with like a hand quilt, like it can, mm-hmm. they can get too large to be portable. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And then like, I find I need to be, have like a seat with arms to hand quilt. Mm. Like I have to be able to prop myself or a pillow for it. Yeah. Which, yeah. You know, I that don't travel sense. with pillows. So <laughs> I imagine Maybe we should just get you an inflatable pillow, like one of those ones from like the 90s. All those inflatable chairs. 
Remember those? Those never oh, worked. The blow up chairs. Yeah. yeah. You know what would be perfect <laughs> for that inflatable chair? The EPP bikini. Watch that circle back. <laughs> but I actually, now that I think about it, I would not Can't recommend it. it. I know. <laughs> Can you imagine <laughs> sticking to the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> God. No, I was going to say, I would not recommend hand quilting or EPP or any form of like needle hand thing because what happens if your needle drops? Oh, yes. And no. then it falls between the cracks, and then next minute you're on the floor. No, it'd be like a or slow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, your most recent cross stitch project that you mentioned it. So, it's a mm. shine on sampler from Bonnie of Cotton Way and Camille of Thimble Blossom Patterns mm-hmm. Quilt Book. Um, so, is that design like originally a sampler quilt pattern and then you just converted that into cross stitch? No, it's the cross stitch pattern is in the book. They oh. studied already. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh no, 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 no. <laughs> they made it very so, easy for us. <laughs> okay, cool. Are both, so are Bonnie and Camille both quilters or is one a cross stitcher or? Well, it's a mom and a daughter duo. They're both oh. quilters. And I think actually a friend of theirs that does a lot of cross stitching translated the, their sampler into the cross stitching pattern and it ended up in their book because it was just too cute not to, right? That is yeah. cute. <laughs> do you do any like traditional machine piecing quilts at all? Mm-hmm. I do. So do you normally have like a traditionally pieced quilt project running in the background whilst you've got all these other EPP projects going? Yeah, I like just straightforward, simple seam blocks for machine quilting because that gives me a break from hand sewing. Mm. But then I end up with all these like quilt tops. <laughs> 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 and they're hanging on a garment rack, and my husband's like, "Are you gonna do anything with these? They're for decoration." <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned one of the reasons you love or you like using a quarter inch seam allowance is mm-hmm. that it makes it easier when you're um, when you finally quilt your finished EPP projects. Mm-hmm. Do you find that you do more hand quilting, or do you take to the machine at that point? I think I do both, half and half. Yeah, and sometimes I like to mix it. If I get lazy, <laughs> I'm like, that's enough hand quilting. Let's add some machine stitches in here to hold it all together. <laughs> Do you like ever bring any of your projects to like a long arm quilter? You know, I haven't tried one yet. I so yeah, wanted okay. to try one last year, but it nothing happened last year, right? But then mm. I'm, I have a couple of props that I want to send out. So it's just a matter of finding a long arm quilter that's willing to deal with me like, what can you make out of this? <laughs> <laughs> How big is the largest EPP piece you've ever made? EPP, like one shape or a no. project? Or, or both. Now I want to know both. I actually made a um, quilt top, but it's still just the quilt top. It's all EPP with round flowers. And mm-hmm. I wanted to send that one out to a long arm quilter, but I, want to, I wanted to send it to someone that could translate whatever quilting motif that would go well with it because oh god don't even get me started like I wouldn't even know like I don't know straight lines do whatever you want (laughs) (laughs) so that's that's the first goal because that's my baby I guess because I spent so long Mm. and piecing the whole thing and I wouldn't want it to come back looking weird so would you want that as like a customized like each 
sort of patch has their own sort of design. That's why I want to find someone that, you know, they have a vision, like, you know, and they'll, they'll look and like, oh, yeah, each one should have a different motif or it should be the same one throughout. And I'll be like, okay. I trust you. You do what you think. <laughs> no way. Right. Yeah. Like, don't make me decide. And what's the biggest size paper piece shape you've worked on? Paper piece shape? Maybe like four inch hexagons. They get kind of big. But at that point, it's like, why do? Why am I not machine piecing this? You know? <laughs> you just launched your um, EPP Academy and obviously a huge lift on that. Do you have any other quilting goals for the rest of the year? I have a few patterns that I need to release out into the wild because <laughs> they've been sitting on my computer hard drive for too long. <laughs> I mean, I guess, I guess you you can all relate to that, right? Yeah. You had the yeah. signs, and they're like, "I'm gonna work on it. I'm gonna work on it." It's like, "Oh no, another six months by <laughs> what?" Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I love the ones that are sitting at ninety five percent done, and I'm like, "What's?" Oh yeah, <laughs> it's that last five percent that just kills me. <laughs> Why? Yeah. I, I think it helps to set a date. You announce it like this date is going to be out, and then you're you kind of you have to because you told everyone already. It's like oh. yeah, it puts social uh, pressure on yourself. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, most of the time, <laughs> I feel a little rebellious when I miss my own deadlines. It's like <laughs> my favorite thing to do. <laughs> so on that note, it is time to move on to our rapid fire quilty questions. Mm-hmm. Are you ready, Elise? Yes. Anna, why don't you kick us off? (laughs) All right. What is your favorite time of day to EPP? All day. Favorite place to EPP? Everywhere. (laughs) And do you wear shoes while sewing? Hand sewing? Yes. Like, well, not shoes, shoes like, no, like slippers. Slippers. Okay. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Music, Netflix, podcasts, or silence while sewing? Netflix. Do you have a current favorite? Anything I don't have to pay attention to. Does that mean like rewatching something or? Yeah. Just really <laughs> stupid. <laughs> Do you have a favorite snack while quilting? Cheetos. Any particular flavor? The white cheddar puffs. Favorite traditional block? Oh, log cabin. Favorite color? Blue. Uh, what's your favorite fabric brand? Uh, Tsuko Matsuyama. And what color fabric do you use the most? Pink. Solids or prints? Both. And favorite fabric designer? Tsuko Matsuyama. Yeah, she's a designer. Yeah. What fabric manufacturer? She used to design for Lucian too, but you know how they closed down their fabric division. So now, oh, but then she designs for a couple different design houses from what I've seen. Her fabric collection is still coming out, but I'm not sure who's doing it. Maybe Quiltgate? Not sure. It's a Japanese company. Yeah. And what's the last fabric you bought? I bought 30s reproduction fabrics. What's your favorite quilt shop? For traditional fat quarter shop. How do you organize your fabrics? Uh, by color and designer. What do you do with your scraps? I save it all. <laughs> uh, what sewing notion couldn't you live about? My needles. What brand? Uh, Clover. And what is your favorite ruler size? Six by 12. What thread brand do you use? Orphil. <laughs> <laughs> is there a song? Orphil. Oh, there should be a song. <laughs> You guys should write it. it. I will. I'm gonna do a jingle. We should start <laughs> like the four of us will be like doing a cappella, like our backup dancers and EPP bikinis. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not gonna be a part of it. <laughs> but you're signing up for tech editing. That's what I heard, Anna. Yes, yeah, that's fine. I'll do the editing. You can order sure. to my voice. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> pressing preference. Open, dark side, whatever works. Dark side. Pick your favorite EPP shape. Hexagons, triangles, or diamonds. Hexagons. And I guess you don't have a go-to long arm quilter because you haven't used a long arm quilter yeah, yet. I need to find one. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we will help you out. <laughs> we'll put a classified. <laughs> like, a, like a lost uh, Lonely Hearts ad. <laughs> Oh my god. Looking long arm quilter to translate my <laughs> dreams into reality. <laughs> Someone perfect. that understands and <laughs> listens to me. That's my needs. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Machine or hand bind? Both. Uh, preferred EPP basting method. Glue basting. And favorite EPP glue. Anything that's within reach. <laughs> as long as it's washable i'm fine okay so do you pre-wash for quilting no for garments yes so for epp do you use any starch or anything nope what is your favorite part of the quilting process designing and what's your least favorite part of the quilting process basting ew <laughs> uh, what's one bad quilting habit you wish you could give up Ooh, perfectionism and who is your quilty bff I don't know. I talk to a lot of people on a daily basis, so it's hard to pick one. But I have a quilty biz bestie in Florida, Jennifer, of uh, Red Thread Connect. I love chatting with her. We talk about quilty business stuff. Yeah. So who is your quilty crush? I would love to meet Yoko Saito. And what's your favorite recent make? My latest pattern that I'm working on. And how many quilts are in your whip pile right now? Too many. <laughs> Fair enough. Wait, do you count your EPP projects as a work in progress? Yes. And where do you store all your whips? They hang on a garment rack. And do you have any other interests or hobbies? I like photography. <laughs> Before we wrap today up, we've got just a couple more questions. And first up is who are three accounts you think everyone should be following and why? So if you want to dive into Japanese fabrics, I would follow um, Sunny Day Supply. They're on Instagram. They got they get all the cute Japanese fabrics. And I haven't found any other quilt shops that has that variety. And uh, Mary, she's one of the owners. There's two sisters, Mary and Sean. And she just makes the cutest projects. And it's like, you want to order all the fabric from her. <laughs> and then there's two funny sites that I like to follow. They're not quilty related. <clears throat> one, one, one is called Wawa Wiwa Comics. And they have the cutest little like inspirational comic strips that you can flip through. And the other one is the Tiny Chef Show. It's a stop motion <laughs> plushie and it is so funny. You have to go check it out. It is so funny. I'm loving the range. Yes. <laughs> so before we sign off, do you have any fun projects on the horizon that you can share with us? So my Sun Secret Quilt Pattern is coming out in August. And it actually is mainly composed of the coffin shape, which is such a sad name for that EPP shape. So I tell everyone, stretch hexagon. Let's call it a stretch hexagon. <laughs> I like the positive yeah. spin Yes, yes. So that's coming out in August. So that's what I'll be focusing on right now. We need to wrap today up and we hope that you enjoy today's show. If you'd like to contact any of us, we can most easily be found on our Instagram accounts. I'm at Broadclaw Studio. Wendy. I am the dot weekend quilter. Anna. I am at Wax and Wayne Studio. And Elise. I am at Elise Beck. 
or you can go to our podcast account at quilt.buzz or our website quiltbuzzpodcast.com for our previous episodes and updates on upcoming guests. If you enjoyed today's show, we hope that you subscribe to the podcast and tell your quilty friends about us too. And if you have a moment to share what you love by writing a review on your podcast provider of choice, it would make our day. Thank you so much for joining us and we'll talk to you again soon. Bye. 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 Bye.